Welcome to the Life Point Louisville podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Sean McGill. For more information about this podcast and for other resources, visit lifepointlou.org. Hey, I want to ans- answer the question today this what is worship? What is worship? I think uh, worship, if, if we don't take time to examine what it is, we can, we can sometimes get the wrong idea about what worship is. We can think worship is only what was happening behind me a second ago, but worship is so much more than that. However, however, what we were doing a second ago, it can do big things in your life. It can change things in your life. And so I just want to tell you where we're going We didn't take time to meet and greet today because I want to make sure that I honor the clock, but we're going to to worship today. You're going to have a time at the end of service to to just just worship them a little bit more because I believe that worship changes things. Worship can change things in your life. Worship can change things in your marriage. Worship can change things in your circumstance. Worship, man, it can do big things in your life. So what is worship? I want to talk about that. I want to talk about why you should worship. So here's what it is, but here's why you should. And then I want to talk about how you should worship. What is worship? Why should we worship? Is it a Pentecostal thing? Is it a, you know, just a, uh, is it a Hillsong thing or a, what, what is worship? Why should we worship? And then lastly, how should we worship? And so I want to give you a simple working definition today for, for what is worship. Well, worship is simply this, if you're taking Notes, worship is whatever gets your heart's affection and your mind's attention. See, all of us are worshipers. All of us are worshiping something. All of us have something in our lives that is getting our heart's affection. All of us have something in our lives that's getting all of our mind's attention. What are you worshiping? Some of us, we worship our hobbies. While our hobbies aren't bad, is it getting all your heart's affection and mind's mind's attention? Some of us, we worship our jobs or our family or our children. And none of those things are bad to have our heart's affection and our mind's attention. But what gets the most of your heart's affection and your mind's attention? Worship is when we say, God, I want to give you all of my heart affection." I want to make sure that you have my attention. I want to make sure that when I wake up every day, I know that you're a good God. I want to make sure when I wake up every day, I'm reminded that you put breath in my lungs. I want to wake up every day and remember the fact that you formed me in my mother's womb. You knitted me together. The skin that's hanging on, you're the one that created that. And for that, I worship you. I worship you because Jesus paid it all, because you loved me so much that you sent your son Jesus. He died on a cross so I could be in relationship with you. I worship you because heaven can be my home one day. I worship you for that. See, worship just isn't a style of music. It isn't just, you know, about the hymnals or, you know, the the songs that repeat a lot. It's not just a style of music, but it's really a condition of your heart. Worship just says, God, you've got my heart. You've got all of me. It's a posture of your heart that says, God, you can have it all. You can have it all, God. You've got all of me. And so that's what worship is. We're all worshiping something. Today, the goal is just to simply remind us that that the only thing that is worthy or worth it of our worship is God. He is above all, in all, through all, 
He created all. Before there was anything, there was God. Some of you are getting it. We're going somewhere today. What is worship? Well, that's worship. Why should we worship? Why should we worship? Well, because praise is our purpose. I don't know if you know that or not. Did you know that you were actually made to worship? You were born to worship. See, I don't know if you've thought about that lately. You may think, well, I've got a lot of other purposes. I've got a lot of other things in life that I think is my purpose. My purpose is to be happy. My purpose is to make money. My purpose is to just marry and have children. My purpose is to just go through life and die, right? I mean, I've got a lot of other things. But you know what? Your purpose is bigger than that. You were created on purpose. And you were created to worship. See, your purpose isn't just to be happy. While God does want you to live a joyful life. It isn't just to make money and marry and have children. If I were to say, what is my purpose? My purpose is to worship you, I live. To worship you, I live, God. I live, I don't know what's wrong with this thing. It's broken. So give me the next slide there. Maybe to worship you, I live. Isaiah 43, 21 says this. The people whom I formed for myself, the people whom I formed for myself, guess what I want them to do? Declare my praise. See, God created you to praise Him. God formed you to worship Him. He created you to to love Him and to, 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 to get all your heart's affection, to get all your mind's attention. The Bible says this, that you are a chosen people. In the next slide, please. You are a chosen people. You're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Well, you're God's special possession. Why? That you may declare praises. That you would worship the one that has called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. I want you to feel the weight of that today. Maybe you don't feel special. You've got to know that you're special. Maybe you don't feel like a chosen person. God chose you. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. And God has called you out of darkness. And he desires and wants nothing more than to you, for you to praise him. That you would praise the one that created you. That you would praise the one that brought you out of the miry clay. They used to sing an old song. He brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet on the rock to stay. Nobody grew up in church. But he brought me out of the miry clay. He brought me out of my past. He brought me out of my brokenness. And because of that, I'm walking in a wonderful life. My life is better. Heaven is my home. And I want to declare praise to the one that's paid it all for me. And so we should should praise him because praise is our purpose. But we should also praise him because he is worthy. That alone is a good reason to worship. That alone is a good reason to wake up every day and get out of bed and throw our hands up and say, to worship you I live. I worship you. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He's most worthy of praise. I love that. His greatness no one can fathom. See, I hope this does more than just encourages you today. I'm trying to teach you how to live a life that can change everything. 
to live a life that when you're walking through all hell, you can still have peace. To live a life when you don't know what's around the corner and you don't know how you're going to make it through. You can stand up and say, but God is still good. But God is with me. He put a song in my heart and I can't stop singing. He put just this life in me. He breathed in me this morning. Great is the Lord. He's worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. Why should I worship? Because he's worthy. I mean, that alone should be enough. Why should I worship? Because of what he's done. Has he done anything in your life? Has he done anything in you? Has he done anything for your family? Has he done anything in your job, in your health? Has he done anything? Well, if he has, it's a good reason to worship. I love this. It says in Luke 19, 37, it says the whole crowd of disciples burst, burst into enthusiastic praise over all the mighty works they had witnessed. So good. The whole crowd burst into praise, into worship because of all the mighty works they have witnessed. They were worshiping because of what they'd seen him do. Has he done anything for you? Their response was to worship. And look what the people around him said. Some Pharisees from the crowd told him, Teacher, get your disciples under control. Why are they worshiping like that? Why are they making such a ruckus? Why are they dancing? Why are they shouting? Why are they doing it? Get them, get them under control. He said, if they keep quiet, the stones are going to shout. If they keep quiet, the stones will do it for them. All of creation was made by him. And if you keep quiet, the stones are going to sing. The stones are going to worship. The stones are going to wake up and say thank you for today. And I don't know about you, and it may sound cliche if you've grown up in church, but I don't want no stones crying out in my place. I don't want no rocks worshiping because he is worthy. And he's done so much for me. Why should you worship? Well, you should worship him because you are created to worship. See, when we come together and we're worshiping, we're not just singing songs. We're giving him our heart. We're saying, God, you're worthy. God, you're worthy. I thank you for what you've done. God, you're worth it. I give you my mind's attention. I'm not focused just on whether I like the song or don't like the song. Whether the band sung the song that was my favorite or it didn't. I'm not focused on just the lights and the sound and everything. God, no, it's an audience of one when I come into this room. When I come into the sanctuary, I'll praise Him. Oh, the music is there to help me, but God, I give you my whole heart today. I give you all of my attention today. There's something powerful when you learn to walk into church and say, God, I'm putting everything aside today and I'm giving you all my attention today. That's when you get to walk out of this place and say, I'm met with God today. I didn't just go to church. I didn't just have good church. I didn't just hear a good sermon. I didn't just get some worship. No, I met with God. He had my heart. He had my attention. I'll teach next week, everybody, but this is, this is something that can change you.
This is a tool. This is a weapon. I love Natalie Grant. She sung a song that worships her weapon. It's her weapon. It's the thing that, that when, when she doesn't know what else to do, she can worship. There's been so many moments in my life I didn't know what to do. And in almost every situation, I think back on God gave us a song. God gave us something that we can hold on to. I remember being in Birmingham, Alabama. We'd been married for about nine years at this point. And I was in Birmingham, Alabama. It was my birthday weekend. And all I wanted to do was go to church at Church of the Highlands. See, you know you're a pastor when you spend your birthday weekend going to church somewhere. That's what you want for your birthday. A few days before that, Jennifer had found out she was pregnant. Birmingham, Alabama, we're staying at the Hyatt next to the mall. We go up in the room and I hear tears break down my wife's face. She said, something's not right. I think we lost the baby. What do you do in that moment? How do you, and it's my birthday weekend, Jennifer. Come on, don't tell me that. We didn't know what to do. Jennifer reached for the phone. She grabbed it. She turned on a song. The song just said, healing oil. Healing oil is washing over me. Said, I can feel your healing oil running down my brow. We didn't know what to do but we knew how to worship. We didn't know what to say, but we knew how to get God's attention. We didn't know how to walk through that, but we knew something that could give us peace. So God put a song in our heart. Did our circumstance change? No. Did we still have to walk through it? Yes. But did I have a peace in a God that would never leave me, that would never forsake me, that was working in that situation? Yeah. And I can give you time after time after time where God did things in my life and a song was put in my heart. I said, God, I don't know what to do, but I'll worship my way through it. Worship is not just something we do on a stage is a posture of our heart where we say, God, you can have all my heart's attention. You can have all of it. And so, how should I worship? This is why we should worship, but how should I worship? I just think it's this with our whole heart. How should you worship when you come into a room like this? With your whole heart. That's how you should worship. Because he's worthy. Because he's good. And honestly, my job as an as a under-shepherd is to lead you from pastors to pastors to pastors. So take you somewhere, lead you, let you eat for a while. Pray, God, where would you have them go next? And take them there. And I felt like God wanted me to take you today. 
to a place that we need to start eating from a little better. I'm not saying we got great worship music. You can have great worship music and not be a worshiping church. And I just think that we could do a little better. And this is not for me. It's for you. And I get it. If you grew up Baptist, you have a way to worship. If you grew up Pentecostal, you have a way to worship. If you didn't grow up in church at all, honestly, you have a way to worship too. We all have ways we can worship. We all have creative things in us that, that make us, that we use to express ourselves unto God. And none of them are right and none of them are wrong. It's just, is it your whole heart? Did I give God all of me today because he's worthy? And I don't want to let rocks cry out. But I want to make the most of every opportunity to just say, God, you're worthy. God, I love you. So how should we worship? Well, there's a whole lot of ways that people worship, and I'm inviting the band out at this time, but sometimes we worship by bowing and kneeling. How should you worship? Well, some people, they, they kneel, and they bow. They find places like this orchestra pit, and they bow and knee and just say, God, I worship you. Psalms 95, 6 says, come let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Maybe for you, the way that you can worship and express your praise to God is you could be a bower. You could be a kneeler. That's what, that's just the, the thing that, that allows you to feel God the most. If that's you, worship him that way. Give him that. Don't worry about what your neighbor is saying. Don't worry about the person over here sometimes we worship through bowing and kneeling sometimes we can worship by lifting our hands and this can be a little weird if you're new to church you're like why do all these people have questions around me all of them are lifting their hands why do we lift our hands in adoration why do we lift our hands in worship I love what Psalm 63 4 says it says I will praise you as long as I live I'll worship you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. See, in the world, we lift up our hands for one of two reasons. We lift up our hands in surrender. And we lift up our hands in victory. <sighs> worship, one of the few things that we can do where we can do both. When we lift up our hands, it's surrender. And when we lift up our hands, victory can come. When we lift up our hands, church, victory can come. Sometimes we lift our hands. Sometimes, and this may be different for some of you, we can shout and clap in praise. 
why is the person next to me shouting? Because sometimes that is just how people express their heart to God. Is that how you should express your heart to God? I don't know. Is that what God's put in you? And if it is, then lift up a shout every once in a while if that's what you're feeling. If you're feeling a shout in this room, I give you permission to shout unto God. I give you permission to make a joyful noise. Sometimes we shout. Sometimes we clap our hands. Come on, everyone. Clap your hands. Shout to God with joyful praise. I don't know how many more scriptures I can give you on worship until you feel it. Come on, everybody. Clap your hands. Shout to God in joyful praise. Sometimes we dance in celebration. I'm not a dancer, but every once in a while, I want to dance for Jesus. I just want to say, God, I don't know how to dance. I'm not going to, but I'll dance for you, Jesus. If it hits me and it's how I feel like expressing my heart for you, I'll dance a little bit for you. I'll clap a little bit for you. I'll shout a little bit for you. I'll bow a knee for you. Whatever I do, God, I'm just going to praise you. Let him praise his name in dancing. Sometimes we worship him with a sacrifice of praise. A sacrifice of praise is honestly the thing that many of you guys are going to have to give before you ever get to shouting. And before you ever get to dancing, before you ever get to clapping, where you say, God, I don't feel it, but I'm giving it to you. God, I'm giving you a sacrifice. I'm giving you something that takes me out of my comfort zone. I'm giving you something that costs me a little something. It costs the, the awkward feeling of just saying, God, I don't feel it, but you're worthy. God, I don't feel it, but you deserve it. We don't always have to feel it. We think if the band hits us just right and the goosebumps come just right, that's when we worship that's when we do it no it's saying God I give you a sacrifice of praise and I'm going to enter your courts with thanksgiving and praise I'm going to give thanks to you and I'm going to praise your name again let everything let everything that has breath praise the Lord should you worship with all your heart why should you worship because he's worthy because you're born a worshiper we're all worshiping something I saved this one because I thought it was just worth putting at it at the end but why should we worship because worship changes everything Worship changes everything. Psalms 18.3 says this, I called on the Lord who is worthy of praise and he saved me from my enemies. Oh, when you don't know what to do, call on the Lord. When you don't know what to do, you can lift up a song. Ezekiel says, but when the people come through the north gateway to worship the Lord during the religious festivals, they must leave by the south gateway. And those that enter through the south gateway, they must leave through the north gateway. 
They must never leave by the same gateway they come in, for always they must use the opposite gateway. What in the world does that mean? When you enter in, you shouldn't leave the same way. If you entered in one way today, God wants you to leave another way today. If you entered in broken and hopeless and hurting, you don't have to leave that way. You can enter out the South Gateway and say, today I'm full of joy and peace and hope and I serve a God that is with me. He'll never leave me or forsake me. If you entered in today and you said, this is the day that the Lord has made, I wanna encourage you, maybe you'd enter in the South Gateway or the North Gateway and you'd say, and I rejoice. And I'm glad in it. And today, I do more than just raise a hand. But I clap to you today. I shout to you today. I'll dance a little bit for you today. Because I never want to enter the house of God and go the same way out that I came in. But I want change in my life. Would you stand with me? And so... We've got 19 minutes on the clock that I said cut all the stuff that we normally do because we've got a church that came in from the North Gateway today, but they're leaving from the South. We've got people that came in broken and hurting today, but they're going to leave full of joy. And so how should you worship here in a second when we worship with all your heart? How should you worship in a minute? Maybe it's lifting your hands. Maybe it's clapping. Maybe there's a shout. There's going to be a prayer team at the front. I want to invite them to the front. Maybe for you, you just need prayer today. And your act of worship is surrendering to God, throwing it on Him, saying, God, I cast my cares on you, for you care for me. And so they're going to be here around the front if you need prayer. But I just want to encourage you to push through the awkwardness for a minute. We don't do this every week. Next time I'm going to teach, or next Next month, I'm teaching you about how to hear the voice of God. It's going to be very helpful, very encouraging. Don't leave that one second. I got a scripture I want to give them. It's fine. Um, I can read it up there. But, but we're going to worship. Why? Thank you, Hugo. Because great is the Lord. He's worthy of my praise. Oh, honor and majesty surround him. Oh, strength and joy fill his dwelling. Give to the Lord the glory he deserves. Oh, bring your offerings and come into his presence today. Worship the Lord in all of his holy splendor. Let the heavens be glad. Come on, band. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Let's praise Him with the cymbals. Let's praise Him with the stringed instruments. Let's praise Him with the vocals. Let's praise Him. Let heaven and earth be glad and rejoice. Oh, tell the nations the Lord reigns. Let the sea and everything shout His praises. Let the fields and all of their crops, let them burst out with joy. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, and His faithfulness, His love, His mercy, oh, it endures forever. So praise the Lord, the 
God of Israel who lives from everlasting to everlasting. And all the people, come on, all the people shouted amen and praise the Lord. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. walked in I didn't know this sweet family was going to be here today Brett and Krishna Stevens they're uh, from our Virginia locations and I don't know if I know a couple that is more in tune with the Holy Spirit more powerful in prayer than this sweet couple and as we were ending today I just asked her if she would come up and I I thank you for just saying yes and just pray a prayer over our church whatever it is you feel however you want to bless us And uh, so I just give you the mic. I'm so grateful for the Holy Spirit that's in you. So grateful for you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, I just praise you and thank you for every opportunity that you give voice through my being to call down from heaven what you would have for this place. And I thank you, Father, for the leaders, Lord God, over this house. Pastor Sean and Jennifer, Lord God, whose hearts run after you. Father God, I thank you for your dream for this place in Louisville, to have a life-giving place in church that your people can come, learn, and grow more about you and what you have for them, Lord God. Thank you, Father, for stirring up, stirring up, the hearts of your people to be Lord God and to do your will in this place Father I thank you that it starts with one and you multiply Lord God through the praise of our lives in this place Father there is no barrier Lord God for your people For you can go through every wall, every obstacle, Lord God, to bring your will. But you've got to use your vessels, your willing vessels of clay pots, Lord God. And I thank you that you are all powerful. So we humble ourselves, Lord God. And we open ourselves to do what only you can do in and through us when we surrender. And we say yes to you, Father God. So we pray and thank you for the open heaven over this place called Life Point Louisville. That you are touching and changing lives. Be willing people. Be willing people to do what God has called you to be and do in this hour. And the only obstacle is fear. But God says, fear is not from me. So move forward in him. 
and you will learn and come to know him and you have, you'll have joy abundant unrestrained from the things of this world to walk in peace and boldness but gentleness in Christ Jesus so we thank you Father we thank you for what you've already begun and what you will do in every work that you have put your hand on will come to completion and we thank you for it in Jesus name Amen Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Louisville podcast. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the good news of Jesus, you can give by visiting lifepointlou.org forward slash give or text LCLOU to 77977. Thanks so much. We hope you have an incredible week.